Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. A young uh, Cork woman uh, waiting for a kidney transplant remains in limbo after her operation was suspended until further notice during the pandemic. Uh, and uh, Montanet, a woman, uh, Sally Nagel, was scheduled to undergo a kidney transplant in Beaumont Hospital last month after her aunt stepped in as a donor. This would have been Sally's second transplant since 2008, following a diagnosis of kidney failure at 14 years of age. And the condition came about as a result of a rare bone disorder, which suffered, which she suffers from. Um, and I want to talk to her now and find out exactly what's going on. Uh, and Sally Nagel joins me on the line, who's the chairperson of the Cork branch of the Irish Kidney Association. Uh, Sally, good afternoon to you. Hi, thanks for having me on. Uh, you're welcome. Now, let's just get back, let's go back a little bit in the story, if we possibly yeah. can, all right? So, yeah. at 13 years of age, um, obviously a kidney transplant was needed at that, at that, yes. uh, that early yeah. stage. Um, I got um, kid- completely, complete kidney failure, so... Um, okay. Yeah. And, and now, I'm not even going to try and pronounce what you suffer from. I skipped over <laughs> to my script, okay? But it, I, gotta, I give it an attempt. It's idiopathic and multicentric osteosis. Is that it? Osteolysis. Yeah, Osteolysis. So you, were ve- you were very close. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. It's very difficult to pronounce some of these things. It I is, do apologise. Okay, and how did that manifest itself at that young age? I mean, how did you notice that? Or what, what was the first sign of that? Um, I suppose my parents just noticed this, um, particularly when I was crawling and stuff. Um, my wrists would have been very sore, so I would have been crying a lot. And I suppose that's how it kind of manifested at a very young age. Like, All right, from, okay. From baby. Okay. But I suppose it wasn't until I was five after going to lots of hospitals and England and everything. And would you have had actually, brittle bones as well? Would you be susceptible to breaks and stuff like that at that age? Um, no, and I, wa- I mean, I, luckily I wasn't. There's, it's a hard tissue, so it's still quite firm. And Right, okay. You know, but it's, um, I suppose I wouldn't have played, like getting older, I wouldn't have been playing contact sports or even now I wouldn't do things that would be too of high contact. You wouldn't be putting sports. yourself at risk, of course. Yes, no, obviously, exactly. Obviously. Yeah. All right. Okay. And okay. So, I mean, you, you had your second transplant or this would have been your second transplant since 2008. And yeah. and you must have been delighted, first of all, to get the news, obviously, that you were going to go ahead with this initially. Oh, I mean, God. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it was a long process. It was for anyone that's been, this was kind of my first time really going through the live donation because my first transplant yeah, through the cease donation. So, um, and fair play to your aunt, by the way, for stepping oh, in. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, it's nothing for me. My aunt really was the one that I suppose stepped in and it was a t- uh, 10-month process, really, of a lot of testing and up and down to Dublin and... Yeah, so because we all, we, well, you know, people don't know that we have a spare kidney. We can we can hand over to somebody else if they really, if they really <laughs> once, need it. Once they're healthy. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, I mean, obviously, there's a lot to it. And, and how does that work, A lot of the way? time, they're not matches, you know what I mean? That's or, what I'm saying. I was just going to ask you. So what are the chances, you know, in the general population, for example? I, th- I mean, don't quote me fully, but I think it's maybe one, maybe one in eight people that, that go forward for it that actually... Will match actually up. end up being fully a match and right. that can actually go ahead with surgery. So, so usually the best bet is usually a family member or somebody that's related yeah, to you. Yeah, someone's related to you really. And I mean, it still doesn't mean that, you know, sometimes their blood mightn't be the same or, you know, there's a lot of factors and then obviously as the tests go on, 
their more intense tests and it would be down to health and make sure that everything, they don't want to take any chances, basically, I suppose, with the person that's giving the organ as well. I'm you assuming know. now you're on dialysis at the moment. Are you on dialysis? I am. So I'm, I'm in CUH in Cork three times a week. So right. I go three there times for, a week. Okay, that's, that's, a, that's rough, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is. And it's, I suppose it's a lot on the system. You know, them days, really, you could say that I can't really do much else. Really, my energy after it would be very... You know, low, but I mean, on the other days, I'm good, and that's there the days I try and get things know. done, yeah. Yeah, but other and how long, days how long does dialysis it. take, by the way, Sally? Um, well, I'm on the machine for three hours, but you could say five hours in total because by the time I get there, get get sorted, get, get back, yeah. on, get yeah. off, it all takes time. It's know, a terrible, so. I mean, it's a huge imposition on your life. Now, I know it's something you're probably oh, used definitely. to throughout your life, but and you kind of yes. get used to it, having to do it to remain alive, essentially. But yeah. it is a huge imposition on somebody's life. And this definitely. would give you massive freedom, I suppose, once you get a kidney. Oh, massive. I mean, at the moment, I'm not working. I mean, I'm doing a lot of voluntary work, as you said there in your introduction, that yeah. I'm doing. I'm chair this year for the first time for the Cork branch of the IKA which yeah. obviously is close to my heart and that's why I'm trying to promote it as much as possible You must be um, delighted with the news by the way during the week, I was at last week or the week before when we were talking about the United Kingdom brought in um, this opt-out uh, system rather than the opt-in system and obviously that's been yes. now discussed in Ireland as really, well. Really good, yeah no, and I hope it, you know, I'm sure it will I'm, I'm sure the pandemic has probably stopped a lot of that you know, it was kind of processing in Ireland as well, but I think it kind of sl- probably has slowed down now. Yeah, the conversation. Talk about, yeah, but I'm sure it will come it back. It will come back. I, yeah. I, hope, I hope all those are the conversations because they're very important conversations happening again. But, but, but look, obviously, uh, you were po- your operation was postponed. Yes. Um, and have you been given a date or is it just up in the air? Is it till further notice or what have they said it's, to you? It's up in the air, really. Um, I mean, I think they are as... As we, everyone can see, they are starting things back up again in the country and that does include surgeries and it does include transplants. But I suppose the nature of a live donation transplant is that it's two people involved and it is higher risk. So yes. they probably they haven't said when they're starting them one specifically back up. But, um, so the, but the, the irony of this whole thing was we cancelled a lot of routine surgery yeah. um, because of the pandemic. And then yeah. we ended up in a situation where the hospitals probably could have done a lot of this stuff because really they weren't put under the pressure that we initially thought they were going to be under. The, the, yeah. the, the private hospitals were practically empty that we paid yeah. a huge amount of money for. So we probably, could, yeah. we probably could have done all these things. I know. And I suppose, look, they, I suppose they didn't want to take... I suppose with... I mean, I don't know with other surgeries. I know with transplant because of the nature of them and because of, I suppose, the amount of anti-rejection tablets you'd have to be on after the transplant, especially particularly just just after the transplant, um, yeah. you're obviously at higher risk of catching infection. Of course, or, because your immune system by, would be low, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I suppose in a way they probably didn't want to take that chance back when, you know, they didn't know, I suppose, how... Yeah, of course, we were all a bit unsure, was, yeah. Yeah, well, 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 what's the, What is the recovery? Something. Well, I mean, Sally, when you get the operation, first yes. of all, the physical recovery time, because obviously you're having surgery, uh, yes. is obviously a few weeks. But what's what's the, the actual recovery time? At what point are you... I suppose normal is, is a probably a good word to use, that you can sit down, you can eat and drink and not have to worry about, you know, getting, you know, going to a hospital again. I mean, when at what point are you considered to be okay that you could do or continue I, your life? Yeah, I suppose the nature with, with the transplant is it transforms your life. But I suppose you'll always be, like, when I had my first transplant, every kind of three months I'd still go in and get my bloods done and make sure things are going okay. 
but it's not, you're not in every week like I would be in every couple of days now at the moment, but the dialysis. So in that way, you know, I think once basically, I mean, they say kind of six months is when you'd be probably healed for six, sorry, six weeks. But then I suppose whether you feel comfortable going back to work that quickly after a big surgery, as you were saying, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, I suppose it's down to the person. Really, some people heal very quickly. Some people, it takes that little bit longer. And what's the so, risk of rejection? Is there, a, what, is there a high risk of rejection? Because I remember a mate of mine years ago got a lung transplant. And I know lung yes. transplant carries a huge high risk of rejection. Yes, I suppose the lung is, again, yeah. because you're breathing in the air when you go outside. And, yeah. you know, obviously, again, infection. But... Yes, I mean, um, there's always there's always uh, the chance of rejection. Um, I think the chance with living donors is a little bit less than it would be with deceased, just because yeah. it's been matched up fairly well, and yeah. you know they've really gone into detail in the testing. Um, but no, with any with any kind of transplant, there's always I suppose they'll always say, look, that. Yeah. an outcome of it and you have to be ready for that I suppose as well but in, um, in, in, with the kidney because we've been doing it's the most common form of transplant yes. uh, yeah. we're, we're kind of better at it I suppose oh yeah I mean and the surgeons we have in Ireland are very good and have been doing it for a long time you know yeah. so they're very they're well <laughs> how many, how many kidney transplants are there in Ireland every year do you know it varies you know obviously this year is going to be down because we've had three months where Already, dis- where yeah, transplants have not happened, yeah. you know, yeah. and that was deceased and living. So, um, I mean, it varies every year. I, I'm not sure what last year's um, numbers were, but okay. um, but it's a lot. <laughs> it is. Oh no, it yeah. is. And I suppose tra- um, kidneys would be obviously one of the highest. The highest, of course. Yeah, the, the yeah. Most, most routine one, I suppose. Then you have yeah, heart exactly. surgeries and lungs and yeah. everything else. Okay, and so nowadays we even have eye, sur- eye uh, transplants. Oh, God, transplants. Every, every type of yeah, transplants, and, yeah. And the important thing is, when we talk about transplants, there's people like you out there whose lives have been devastated and affected by the fact that you have to go for, you know, dialysis on a regular basis. Yes, uh, yeah. And, you know, and a kidney can make such a difference to your life, but unfortunately there just isn't enough of them va- available. Yeah. Um, and I suppose the Kidney Association are constantly saying, you know, we, we want people to carry donor cards. Hopefully we'll get to a point in the future where we change legislation where you won't have to carry a donor card. Yeah, where it's more, yeah. Yeah, so it's on your driver's license. When you apply for your driver's license, you tick the little yeah. box. But what other way, if somebody wants to, you know, who's, because it's something we don't think of doing, we probably said to, oh, sure, yeah, I'd love to do that, but we just never think of doing it. Yeah, so well, how, how do we make it easy for people? How do we, how do we, I mean, what can they do if they want to, today, listening to your story and want to help somebody like Sally and another Sally around the country who needs a kidney, how can they make that happen? I suppose, I mean, I just I just say before that, I think the big thing is that they, they make sure that their wishes are known with their family or close friends. Because, um, you know, in the end, you know, and it's not an easy conversation to have, I know, because you're talking about, you know, death. the future and yes. death and things yeah. that people don't like talking about. But at the same time, you know, people particularly now, they're at home a lot, they are around their family. It's a good time to just say, look, if something does happen, it's not that it's going to happen now, but in the future, this is my wish. And then, you know, it's more, it's more guaranteed that that wish will be carried through. Whereas if your family don't know about it, they might not follow through on that wish. Okay, that's, and if, I, if I want to sign up, okay, so your family knowing is really important. Uh, if yes. you want to sign up yourself, of I course you... I suppose the Irish Kidney Association website is very good, and I suppose it's good because you can obviously sign up to be an organ donor and get your card 
but you can also find out information if you want to know more before signing up, you know, about, I suppose, what it does for people and their stories and... Okay, so, and you can also free text, as far as I know, you can free text the yes. word donor to 50050. Yes, and that's a way of getting your card. Yeah, yeah 550, which is probably easier to remember. Yeah, and also there's um, a lot of people that have smartphones now. You can get the e-donor card as well, yeah. which is, that's on your phone then. It's the same thing. You're, you put in your next of king and your own name and, yeah. you know, that. And I think, I think you can pick one up at your local pharmacy as well. You can pick a card up yeah, there as well. Pharmacy, yeah, pharmacy. You know, yeah. and even if they're not in your pharmacy, that's a good opportunity maybe to get onto the IK and that they can even supply them to that pharmacy because we're course, trying yeah. to get them as out there. Yeah, widely. of course. Yeah. But, but, but the, the, the easy thing for anybody to do listening right now who wants to be a donor is to text, okay? So you can free text. Just text the word donor, D-O-N-O-R, uh, to 550. So just text the word donor yes. to 550 and they will send you out then uh, the necessary cards or, you know, instructions yes, exactly. as to what to do. Yeah. But look, I hope um, you get your operation very soon. Soon. Thank um, you very much. And I'm um, hopefully before Christmas anyway, or before the end of this Fingers year. Fingers crossed, yeah. exactly, yeah. Because the thought of having to go every day, every second day into your, for your dialysis, oh my gosh, I don't know, but that must be like, it's just yeah, a huge well, imposition. You know life. what, it'll be nice, and I'm sure of the people that are waiting, it's nice, it would be nice to be able to go back and do some work and them kind of things that, you know, yeah. obviously other people are able to do, you know, so um, okay. Fingers right. crossed. All right, listen, Sally, thank you very much indeed. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Sally Nagel, who's the chairperson of the Cork branch of the Irish Kidney Association and in need of a kidney. Well, not in need, but she already has one. She just needs to get it put in. But just imagine the situation, if you were in that situation, that three times a week you had to go to a hospital uh, literally for five hours uh, just to have your dialysis. How life-changing that would be, you know, if you had somebody, a family member or somebody who passed away or yourself indeed who passed away. Look, the kidney's not much use to you after you go, really, is it? I mean, I don't want to be blunt about it, but that's the truth. So please uh, sign up for it, all right? It's 550. Just text the word DONOR to 550. That's all you have to do, all right? Or go to your local pharmacy or go onto the website of the Irish Kidney Association and you can uh, be a donor. Uh, hopefully we'll be changing legislation around that soon where you'll automatically be a donor unless you opt out. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.